Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Grown Men Watch Kid Shit. It's me, TJ, and I'm here with the one, the only, Jordan. Jordan, how's it going? Blowing in the wind at it again, ready to start season four. Season four. Wow. If season three. You know, three who was, thought we would be friends this long? Not me. Not me. That's for damn sure. If season three was the place to be, then what do we say? Plenty in store for season four? I like that. You know, I like that. It's, you, you know, you should go into marketing because you just made that up on the spot. See, I can't tell so. if you're being, if you're being facetious or not. But I'll go ahead. And I'm being for real. Oh, okay. That was good. Okay. Thank you. Thank Shit. You. Can't get. Can't get you. Can't give you nothing. <laughs> yeah. There and and there is there is plenty in store for season four. So uh, we're we're happy to have y'all. Um, uh, you know, return listeners, welcome back. New listeners, welcome. Period. You know. Um. Yeah, man. 2023. Let's uh season four. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jordan, how was your holiday? How how was your time away from the hustle bustle? You know, uh, it was good. I mean, we didn't break because we talk every day, so it's not like we like you true. Know, but uh, but no, it was good. Uh, Santa was good uh, to us. Um, you know, kids had a good time. New Year was good. All that. What about you? You know, it it was good here as well, except for. You know, we did get caught up in all that like polar vortex storm nonsense right before mm-hmm. Christmas, where we like we were about to hit the road on the twenty third to go see Boothang's family, and then we were ten minutes on the road, and both of his brothers called simultaneously. One called me, one called him, and it was like, "Turn around, it ain't worth it." We're like, yeah. "All right, cool." Yeah. Um. It, so you know, it we didn't get to see everybody that we wanted to see. But here's the thing that that got me, though, right? You know, like the week following that, it's like the weather's acting all cute, acting all springish, like it didn't try to kill us four days ago. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, it's it's sunny. It it it, it, the, 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 it was it was sixty degrees. I'm like, excuse me, mm-hmm. you would you you had your 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 hand on our throats, telling us to die, and you're like, my my bad, I'm good, I'm chill. Yeah, listen. Yeah, man, it wasn't it wasn't nearly as bad down here as it was up there, but it did get it did get really cold um, yeah. down here. So, and all those memes from um, you seen the Hateful Eight? One of those, I have not all those, but basically, you know, they're they're snowed into this cat into this little haberdashery or whatever, and all all these memes on uh, TikTok were like the guy falling in and he's all covered in snow. And he's like, I'm not going back out in that shit or whatever, whatever his line is. And it says all of Texas right now or like all of the South right now. And then yeah, stuff, that's, got, yeah. stuff got serious. Um, and yeah, so it was crazy. It was it did, So were you in because I know like the National Guard and stuff got like deployed like in like the New York area. But you weren't. You no, weren't it, that bad. It wasn't that crucial. <clears throat> no, I would have told your ass. I would have been like Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come what, save yeah, me. I was like, what no. am I supposed to do? I'll just, I'll just watch you freeze. Facetime me. You know, <laughs> I'll say my goodbye. <laughs> that would be. Can fair. you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just up here shaking, yeah. shaking bad. <laughs> you just like, well, um, it's been good, Friar. It's been a long day. I just said. <laughs> And that song's coming back again. Um, so what? I have a question for you, real quick. So I'm not huge on resolutions, on New Year's resolutions. 
Yeah. yeah, right. So, but my thing is, yeah, I do take time to assess what's necessary in my life, what's not necessary, right? Just kind of reevaluate, uh, especially because since the government's like, hey, new year, new paycheck, uh, <laughs> uh, when it comes to taxes, I say this is a nice time to like make sure that I'm refreshing things. So I'll go through and I'll like go through my closet, go through my clothes, realize what haven't I worn in a couple years. What is what is something that like I couldn't fit in because of holiday weight and what's just not going to come back into rotation? You know, there's some pieces that you wore for the last time you didn't know that you wore for the last time. But here's a legitimate question. Hmm. So when I buy hats specifically from like sports teams, I keep the stickers on, as you see here. Yeah, I know that used to be a look. Mm-hmm. Is it still a look or is 2013, 2023 the year that I, I, I peeled the sticker? I think I'm I, I'm that I'm seeing both. I'm seeing less stickers still on hats than before. Um, and I'm also seeing less. Do you remember just a couple of years ago, people wore hats really high and now yeah. it's like, no, put it all the way down. So I think I think as long as you keep the bill kind of crisp, you can take that sticker off. Ah, okay. Yeah. I, okay. You I know think... what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this right here, right now, as a commitment to 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 understand. Look at the ASMR. Look, listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, now see. Look, now it's all discolored and shit. Like, I'm I'm mad. <laughs> I will have you. Um. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, it doesn't look. look you got, it doesn't you look too. You just take it out in the sun, you know. You got me now. You got me out here in these streets, twenty twenty three, looking busted already. <laughs> look at you. I think it's been a long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, dude, that that's going all the way back in the nineties. Back in the nineties, people would leave the foil sticker on their New York Yankees hat to show that it was authentic, not counterfeit. That trend never went away. Foil tags are also used to demonstrate that you can show how much you paid for it. Um, but they're also saying, you know, personal preference. Let's see. Is leaving the sticker on your hat still cool? And... Survey says, nah, bitch, take yeah. that shit off. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Oh, this is just some long article. Um it's just kind of old, man. I, I think, I think, I think it's kind of going away. I'm seeing a lot less of like stickers still on, still on. Hands. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Listen, y'all write, well, in, now- write in and, and, and correct us. If, if some of y'all are a little bit more fashion forward uh, than we are. Me personally, I take the sticker off and I, and I bend, I, I bend the bill like ever so slightly. So it's still functional, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's not kind of like the way yours is right now. Like see how, it, because now, a lot of times uh, they'll come with a, like a little, a little bitty curve. Yeah, know? this is the little bitty curve that came with it. I actually didn't bend this, and I and I don't buy the snapbacks because the straight bill don't do nothing for nobody, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing that I do as well, and this might be, um, this might be uncool. Yeah, I'm, I, I might just be in the uncool generation now. Uh, is I, I will put like pins and stuff in my hat. 
Oh yeah, I that's that's like yeah. No, don't do that. That's like <laughs> that's like my I had a hat like that, and I I would get a I, uh, we would go to Colorado a lot because we we had uh, we would go like skiing and we had family and stuff like this. We go and I'd get a new pin every every time we went to Colorado, and I had like a, a hat with a bunch of Colorado pins all in it. Um, well, see, that's lame. That's dumb, though. But I mean, it, it's kind of the same thing. What, what kind of pins are you talking about? Like safety pins? No, you like I have one right now that says what? No, I have one right now that says. Hold on, time out. You, <laughs> time out. The 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 tone of interrogation on that. Are you some kind of type of punk? <laughs> It was pretty hard. That was a hard P and a hard K. You know what I mean? That was Some type of punk. Yeah. Listen, yeah. You, it's, like, it's like you caught me climbing back in the window yeah. after I was supposed to be asleep at 9 p.m. Yeah. You're sitting in the chair. You spin around. Oh, so we're sneaking in windows now. Are you some type of punk? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but what kind of pins are you talking about? Like, I have this one right here that says uh, it's from Dimension Twenty, which is uh, this, this is super nerdy. You're already going to say no. It's from a Dungeons and Dragons like uh, live play thing that they record. It's on uh, College Humor's streaming service, Dropout. Basically, save the service, uh, and they make pins out of the quotes that players say. And this one says. Toxic masculinity is dead. I dance now. You, oh, okay. you can't really. That. Yeah, no. I, uh, yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, I can read that. Okay. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, you can take so, it the stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like still forcing it. In. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I would, I, I would, I would advise you to take. I don't know. Do what you want to do, man. Do what you want to do. As far as the sticker thing is concerned, one thing that I do though, what I, I like having, so I have like, I have like, uh, like, like my Astros hats, for example, I have one that is like, it's the 5950, like fitted, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like nice. And then I have, uh, uh, a more, um, uh, what is it? The 39, the 39, I don't know. It's, it's like the one right below that, that it's also fitted, but it's got the flex fit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that one, it's like, I care about it, but like, I don't care as much, you know what I mean? So, you know, kind of have, have multiple hats in that, in that respect. Well, see, I, you know, I'm kind of envious of you. I don't know how, this is not a hat podcast, but here we are, but I'm kind of envious of you and, uh, your flat ass hair, because as you grow your hair out, it can still fit underneath the cap. I'm reaching, uh, uh, I'm reaching a flexion point where I either, have to do my hair every day mm-hmm. or like this is I have maybe three hats that can fit me right now and then I'm thinking about getting locks again and then my hat game is just going to be fucked again well true but like as far as like you know my hair being flatter but also like with the long hair it's you got to make some pretty clear like if I wear a hat and I usually have my hair down. I usually wear my hair down anyway, um, more often than up or in a bun or whatever. But because if I put my hair up, I I don't I'm not a fan of like the hat ponytail combo. 
on like dude. Oh, pull, pull, pulling the pony through the back yeah, of the hat or anything yeah, like that. I don't do that. And also like, it's just, it's kind of weird sometimes like when I'm wearing a hat and if I put it in like a bun or whatever, it's like, I feel it underneath. I don't know. It, it's so like every time I wear a hat, my hair needs to be down. And it's like, when I have it on forwards, that's it. Now forwards cap with hair down. That's a look. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, that's that, 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 that people can assume some shit. You know what I mean? Like that's a that. that what do they assume? Old. I don't know if I'm like some kind of like hick, some kind of like red. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like you know, it has this very kind of just. But and then backwards long, then I look like some type of punk. You know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> with a hard P. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but no, this yeah, this is not a hats uh, podcast. But hey, hats off to you, buddy, and hats off to uh, to kicking off. Yeah. Uh, 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 the show here uh, for season four. We watched um, Strange World. Strange World. Strange World. Ooh, yeah. on, uh, I don't know why I'm making creepy Plus. sounds. It's not creepy. It's not creepy. It's not yeah. scary. It's not spooky. Yeah. A movie. A movie that kind of came and went a lot like the sticker on your hat. And I, I didn't see this in theaters. And honestly, like. I don't even remember it coming out to theaters, but apparently it did. Well, it, it got it didn't do it well. got buried. It got buried. Like it, it was yeah. one of those weird things where <laughs> advertisement didn't do it justice. I, I was reading that it was going to lose anywhere from a hundred to one hundred ten to one hundred and seventy million dollars for the for the uh, Disney company because, like, now so. Also, I want to throw this up there. Mm-hmm. I know way more about Disney's like insider business things than I like to admit. So, like, I'm on that Bob Chapek, mm-hmm. Bob Iger sort of feud stuff, right? And this feels like a Bob Iger special. No, not not Bob Iger. Sorry, a Bob Chapek special where Bob Chapek was all like, "Let me just push this movie out because Chapek was not an animation guy; he was a theme park guy, right? So he's just like, yeah, 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 whatever, 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 whatever." Um, and if you look at the way that Disney has handled their movies in the past two years, which is exactly when Bob Chapek was in, in power, right? Think about it. Turning Red, straight to Disney+. Plus. Turning Red could have made them box office money. You know what I mean? Um, the number of animated films that they just put straight to Disney+. Plus, I like he had mm-hmm. he, Strange World went out. He put Strange World out to die. I'm I'm in full like and and like they didn't lean into some of the aspects of it that you would think that they would lean into to activate their you know their base right. Especially those, mm-hmm. especially if they're trying to appeal to certain demographics, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Like there's just things that they didn't yeah. lean into that could have definitely been an advertising function of the film um yeah i it's it's the 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 story of strange world feels like it's going to be one of those things where five years from now some youtuber is going to make some deep dive documentary about like strange world what if you know what it feels like it feels very treasure planet feels very exactly what i was about to say this is gonna go this is like a new version of like treasure planet or that atlantis one um what was that? Was that just called Atlantis? Yeah. Journey to I, Atlantis I think, or yeah. let's go to Atlantis or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> Atlantis this way. Yeah. 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 Atlantis and me. I don't know what that movie was called. 
It has that dude with the glasses, though. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I I see this. I see this being like retroactively getting um, its audience. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, and we'll 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 talk about it and everything, obviously, because that's what we do here. But I mean, you know, I don't know what what, what did it open alongside. Uh, bones and all. You know what else Jordan probably doesn't know? Jesus. The answers to these trivia questions. Hey girl, guys, girl, my pop heart. It in here. <laughs> it's trivia time. Drop a beat. Hold on for the for year twenty twenty three. I'm gonna need a a cardiologist. <laughs> apparently, yeah. I ain't gonna make it if yeah. this keeps happening. Yeah. <laughs> hello, hello, listeners. Hello, podcast. Hello, TJ. Hello, George. Hey, Kim. We have a question uh, for you. Oh no! Wait. That's my job. Yeah, but stickers on or off hats? Like the stickers that come on yeah. the hats from the mm-hmm. off. Okay. <laughs> well, I just feel Unless foolish like now. Really cool. What's that? I know that there are some there are some people that are just like really into there's like a whole hat culture that yeah, I, I have not. I just really peeled cool these off for. and I regret it. I just feel these. Put it back on. <laughs> I can't. That's not how those stickers work. Uh, get some, get yeah, glue. now that they've got the fabricy fibers. Did you say glue my hat? Boy, Ken, yeah. let's get to this trivia before I knock this fool out talking about glue how my you hat. Knock me out. We're okay. on the other side of the country. Well, <laughs> maybe he'll knock you out in trivia. Uh, so, listeners, I spent my holiday break. Really critically thinking about the trivia segment. The whole uh, thing. The whole entire the whole, time. The, yeah. I thought of nothing else. Although another fun fact, uh, we are at the point in pregnancy where uh, I guess I just cry about a lot of stuff. <laughs> the Across the Spider-Verse trailer made me cry. <laughs> the Puss in Boots movie made me cry. So I alternated between thinking about trivia and crying over stupid stuff. I am so happy, y'all, because Kim went, I told, I, we've talked about the test. When I first met Kim, I was like, we're watching Princess and the Frog, and if she cries, she's a real one. Kim didn't shed not a single tear. No. You know what? Let's show her Ray dying right now. I just want to see what will happen. It's an yeah. experiment. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably cry really hard. <laughs> so, uh, I've come to some conclusions on changes for trivia. There's a lot of them, so buckle in. We are moving to two questions each. Anna Mavis, I will never get rid of Mavis. Each question will be worth 500 points. For the second question, the second question round will be the everyday double your points opportunity round. The everyday... Every day, TM, every day, double your points, opportunity round. You will need to place your bet on that question before I read the question. I'll give you the category of the question. Uh, If you have points to wager, you can. Uh, If you make it a true double, every day, double your points, opportunity, uh, you will wager (laughs) 
all of your points. And if you get it right, you can earn a thousand points. <laughs> I love you know what? You dodging that copyright right now. <laughs> It's giving legal expert. It's giving. <laughs> and if you have, if you didn't get the first question right and you have no points, you can still answer the second question for the normal 500 points. So basically it gives you the opportunity. If you make it a true double everyday, double your points opportunity, opportunity, <laughs> <laughs> you can get a thousand points. I just want to walk around with the true daily, every day, double your opportunity opportunity. <laughs> Points. Listeners, if you also want that t-shirt, maybe we can make that happen. Uh, for Mavis, we're going to wager as normal. If you have no points going into the Mavis, though, you can still answer. And if you get it right, you'll get 300 points. Um, and if you answer incorrectly, I am deducting the your wager from your final score because instead of at the end of the season where we tally up, you know, Jordan got so many rounds and TJ got so many rounds, we're doing total points. So I'm going to be keeping track of how many points you end with each round, tallying those up. And then, you know, once we get towards the end of the season, if it's like another George way ahead, we can be more flexible and be like, bonus points and like make it real competitive towards the end you hear that everyone and, kim's uh, like if tj is getting smoked yeah. <laughs> and and if i can i just add as as the reigning champion of of trivia Bruh. as the current as the current title holder uh i'm for this change i think this is great it makes it to where you know what is this political speech still, there's still i endorse i endorse this 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 change who are you campaigning for I just you ain't getting great. my vote i just think it's great because like you know i don't know it's like i could be way ahead of you tj in wins but you, you, you don't could have be to. accumulating some point you'd be bankrolling some points and then at the very end it's like oh here we go you know yeah. Again, every scenario, I am l- losing overall, but I have the opportunity. That's the way. Hey, that, but that's fine. But you know, a, it's fine. You're a winner in the friendship department because you you know oh, you got God. me as as your friend. You know, like so you won you won that one. That's the most like <laughs> mansplaining way. <laughs> Um, I would also like to add that the trivia master, that's me, uh, reserves the right to alter these rules at any point in the season, depending on what's working and what's not. Not complaints, though. Also a winner in the marital department because she's got me as a husband. So both I'm looking at two winners right now. You know what I mean? You know, I yeah. And I, I will say this pregnancy. A plus in the husband department was your he has not made fun of me for crying about stuff once. Girl, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I text TJ. I, I, I tell TJ what, how do I make and I'm like, hey, man, say, say this, you know? And then he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Although I will say before, before I got pregnant, he was like, when you get pregnant, you know, if you need, if you need snacks, like whatever, like I got you. And then I'll be sitting on the couch. I'll be like, George, can you give me some water? And he's like, what? what? Water, no, really? and I was like, "What like happened that. to Mister? I got you. Mm-hmm. I do got so you know. We balance it out. We balance it out. All right. Should we y- y'all y'all said what movie we're doing, right? 
Strange World. Yeah, okay, I think excellent. I think we said it at some point. <laughs> uh, okay, so Jordan for five hundred points. Fun fact: This is the second movie Dennis Quaid has starred in about traveling inside a living organism. What was the first? A. Frequency. B. Inner space. Or C. Battle for Terra. That would be B. Inner space. Yeah. I love that movie. It's good. I don't think I've seen that. It's one. not that good, but it's good. <clears throat> TJ also for five hundred mm-hmm. points. Ah, uh, Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, why did you say Back that? at it. Like what? <laughs> like, what like... <laughs> I said it's good. No, hold on. Bro. I'm sorry. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. But hold on. I said it's good. You said it's not that good, but it's good. It's like what the? I said it's good. It's the classic agree with you while disagreeing yeah, with like, you what the tactic. Fuck, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here we go. Episode one, new season, already on your bullshit. I didn't say new year, new me. It's not I did not good. say that. It's not that good, but it's good. <laughs> what did I did I exclaim that anything about this was gonna change? You bruh, bruh, you know me. Time out. You know me from day one. Yeah, I understand. But I'm still going to call you out on it. It's like, oh, you're being a bit of a prick. You know what I mean? <laughs> Have I ever folded into a chrysalis and come out as something new? Nah. Butterfly from day one, motherfucker. This is my it's colors. Not it's not that good, but it's good. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Whatever. Whatever. All right. All right. I love you. Anyway. <laughs> Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal back at it. Father son duo. That's they're the two main guys in this. If, right. if y'all didn't know, right? That's right. This is not the first movie they've played father and son. But what is a the day after tomorrow? B Velvet Buzzsaw or C Jarhead? Ooh, I never saw Velvet Buzzsaw. Ooh, it's a trip. And the thing about the, the thing about the day after tomorrow is the only thing I, like that movie's weird to me. And I remember <laughs> a month after it came out, when I was going to church, the pastor made the service about the day after tomorrow. So all I can see are the biblical references to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third one was Jarhead. Yes. I'm gonna say the day after tomorrow. It is. Woo. Sweat. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the everyday double your points opportunity round. You both have 500 <laughs> points going into this. And spoiler alert, although I already spoiled it in my first question, this movie is about living on a big ass animal and exploring its insides. So that means it's time for some anatomy questions. Your second round questions, your everyday double your points opportunity round questions will be about anatomy. <clears throat> George, yes. you have 500 points to work with. Okay. Would you like to make it a true double everyday double your points opportunity <laughs> opportunity? We got to come up with we got to come up with some sort of <laughs> It was cute. It was cute the first time, but we gotta we gotta come up with some shit. I'm laughing at the fact that Kim said double caught herself. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yes, I'm going to do all of that. Okay. Okay. So for a potential thousand points, mm-hmm. Jord. Yes. Cells related to which part of the body divide considerably faster when compared to the rest? A, hair, B, nails, or C, skin? Mm. I'm going to go with, oh, shit. These are all really good, really good choices. You know what I mean? They all make sense. Put a lot of thought. Yeah. My my knee jerk is to go skin, but I think it might be. I'm gonna say hair. It is hair for a thousand points. Look at you, Uh, TJ. Would you like to uh, double your everyday, double your points opportunity on this opportunity? Yeah, let's spike that shit. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Fucking gross. How many dead skin cells do we shed in a minute? A, (laughs) 5,000. B, 15,000. Or C, 30,000. So I know that dust is mostly dead skin cells. Mm, Sure is. Um, I'm going to go with 30,000. It is 30,000. Look at everybody just like, mm. I don't know, studied up. We've got. Um, so time out real quick. That's really interesting because Boothang is allergic to some dust. That just means he's allergic to some people's skin. Like he, right. he just allergic to humans. Well, just... I, I wonder what other things mixed in with the dust, like pet dander. No. Pet stander. No. I don't know. Really just... intense dust. Ugh, dust is kind of gross. See, dust. in our home with four dogs, our dust is a nice mix of our skin and our dog's hair. Our Roomba does the Lord's work on our floors. All right. <laughs> After that, <laughs> we've got Jordan 1500, TJ 1500. It's time for all the <laughs> and before before you wager, <laughs> the category is Rotten Tomatoes. The okay. score, not the actual fruit slash vegetable. I'm not going to get into that debate. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play it safe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are we taking wagers now? Yes. I'm going to wager 500. Okay. I'm trying to bankroll. TJ. I'm going to wager 700. Okay. Hang on. I need to do some mathing in my spreadsheet very quickly because we have a three-part Mavis. I would like to know three things about this movie's Rotten Tomatoes score. Okay. First thing, which is higher, the critic score or the audience score? And then I would like to know your guess on critic score and audience score. So I need two scores and which one you think is higher. Okay. We're typing them in. That's my keyboard tappy tap. 
noises. And then on the scores, it's whoever is closest. Okay. The first question is who's higher, critics or audience? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you'll get a third of your wager for each correct piece. Okay. I think I got it. Okay, Jordan, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The sigh of a man defeated. Send in three, two, one. Okay, so TJ says the higher the higher score is critic. Jordan also says that, so you're both correct there. Hey. Uh, TJ says critic score is seventy four. Oop, I'm on the wrong screen. Hang on. And audience is sixty eight. And then George says critic score is seventy four. Oh, okay. Fine. Uh, I did. I did. Yeah, I did look 16. at this earlier. Okay, so <clears throat> the correct. I, so I already said I y'all are both correct on critics. So mm-hmm. critic is higher. The critic score is seventy three. So you're both going to get oh. credit on that. And then the audience score is sixty seven. So that one goes <laughs> to TJ. <laughs> uh, TJ gets all the points on his wager. And then while I'm doing some, I mean, that makes TJ our winner of this round. And then I'm going to, I'm going to do some math real quick. Okay. So you go. Starting the season off right. Starting it off right. Feels pretty good, doesn't it? Listen, this is me. Grabbing all the positive energy Enjoy for it the year. Enjoy it while you can. Putting it in my pocket <clears throat> while I while can. can. What that? Listen. Enjoy it while you can. Because this year, you could very well, at the end of the season, you could very well win the match, play your little music, but then it turns out that I win the whole year. And vice versa. It's going to be a dicey year. Dicey, yeah, dicey because is how with, we like it. With Jord <laughs> getting two out of three of those, he got essentially a third of his wager because one third of his wager was taken away. So uh, we're at Jord with 1,667 points and TJ at 2,200 points. Mm-hmm. So mm. now see, listen, all I got to do is get a healthy lead and then I can just like play it safe. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> 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 Lest we forget, so listeners, there's going to come a point in time where Jordan and Kim go off to Babyland for like a month or so. Mm-hmm. Our guests mm-hmm. are going to be playing for Jordan's points. Yes. Oh, so, are they? So y'all better not fuck that, me. I over. guess that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We will see. We'll have new trivia master. Jordan and I will be getting minimal sleep. Um, the dogs will be very confused. It's going to be a fun time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be a whole new human in our house. Wild. 
I mean, I guess there's a whole new human like in our house currently. She's just inside of me. It's a very strange world, some might say. Oh. All right, we can't do better than that. Play me out. I got to go. And for listeners who might be confused, we're not disparaging the two kids that do live in this house, but uh, they're probably like, wait, what the hell? He's been lying about having... No, but uh, we don't have them all the time, so that's why. I'm sure that's what she was meaning by that. I don't know. The lucky thing is, while you go get your drink, you can ask her. Mm-hmm. Look, at, you see what I did there? I'm going to go, I'm gonna go called... down there and be like, hey, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, yes, uh, that that I'm I'm really looking forward to to the way the trivia is going to going to pan out. Yes, guest hosts uh, who are going to be uh, filling in for me. Um, don't fuck it up. Fuck it up. Right. I'm here for we it. We should have see. We should have because when we were lining up the stable of hosts, we should have been like, who are the smartest people? Who are the most like knowledgeable with trivia? Listen, I can tell you right now. At least two of the four guests we have lined up are going to do you good. Yeah. Off, I, off I know air, that for off fact. air, I want you to tell me who you think the two are so I can talk to the other two and be like, y'all, TJ didn't have any faith in y'all. That Listen, that is not what I'm saying. <laughs> I just know <laughs> the strength of two of our guest hosts. Yeah. Who, you know what? I'm not going to fall for this. I'm not going to fall for this right now. What I am going to do is go get my drink. Good. I mean, it's not that good, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough. All right. We will be back. See y'all. Welcome back, everybody. Jordan, how was your trip to the fridge? You know, um, it was not that strange. Um but it was uh, good nonetheless. I'm kicking off. I wanted to kick off season four with something special. Um, and I wanted to get something, one, from my favorite craft uh, 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 brewing company, Martin House. And two, something that, mm-hmm. like, I've always seen these in the store. And I've been trying them out. It's the, it, it's the two cans that come in, like, the skinny box. And it's their barrel-aged series. Um, this one is a whiskey barrel aged peanut butter golden stout. And the cool thing about these is that they're unblended, meaning they just scoop them straight from the barrel and put them in the, in the, in the can. Huh. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It's 12.2%. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's up there and this is called project mayhem. Because uh, there's a lot of mayhem, there's a lot of tomfoolery going on in this movie, so I figured um, it was uh, it was pretty fitting. So, yeah. What about you? Um, so you sent me some beers for Christmas, and I haven't tackled them because I want to make sure that um, at least the first one of each kind. There's one holiday one that I had had before, so I went ahead and cracked that open. But there's a couple in there that I hadn't had before, and I was like, I'm going to have them the first time on the podcast with you. And um, while you were explaining that, I was reading the can of this one that I'm going to tell you about, and I'm scared, and we'll talk about why. So you got me a, a Rheingeist uh, crumb cake 
And um, I hadn't read it before I picked it up. Mm. And this says beer with coffee, lactose, and vanilla extract. So, uh, here we go. (laughs) This is the second time that you have sent me a coffee (laughs) beer. And I I want to make something very clear. I have, I, I tried, right? So, Christmas Eve rolled around, and I was like, let me try. And I know that my body can't handle high quantities of of caffeine. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me get a decaf, and let me put, like, sugar and, like, a, a pump of vanilla in there, right? I was like, this is just vanilla dirt water. <clears throat> yep. And I was like, I can't do it. But here we are. But I'm now, tell you. Here, this is about to. This is about to what? I was about, about to say it's about to send me, but you what yeah. what you what you gonna tell me? I'm not a big coffee shop person. I'm very much aware that like coffee is purely functional for me. You know what I mean? It doesn't taste good to you. It's all right, you know. It's not the greatest thing, but it's like you know, it's coffee. It's kind of like beer. You know, you get used to it. Is beer the best tasting thing ever? No. You know, it can be. I had this really damn good sour last I'm night. Talk, I'm talking, like, I'm talking like just straight up beer. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, oh, like like the Miller's. Yeah, of the like world. it just says beer on the can. You know what I mean? Just straight up like, <laughs> things like that. Um, yeah, craft beers and different. Yeah, that's, that's a different story. But yeah, so I'm not a big. I also I'm not. I don't do the coffee in the afternoon. I'm. Oh, you want to go to a coffee shop? Fuck no, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you want to go meet? No. You know, it's like I I have my two cups this morning, and, and that's all I need. So I'm with you on the on the vanilla dirt water, and also just to clarify, I don't know what's in those craft beer boxes when you get them. I don't hand pick them; they hand pick. I'm just okay. I and hear as you. Much I'm money, not mad and I'm at glad you. that it came with a koozie and it came with some other stuff because as much money as those damn things are, they better be thrown in something. <laughs> I'm, full disclosure, uh, I. I'm just going to send y'all y'all gifts next year and be like, look, if they came gift wrap, great. Mm-hmm. Cause this year I acquired all the gifts, gift wrapped them and then mailed them. And yeah. that was a quite pricey. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, yeah. Just keep it simple. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so let's talk about something that's not simple and that's strange world. Uh, it was released uh, widely, uh, on just on November 23rd I think so this is always a really uh sh- telling sign of what a studio expects a movie to do is when they release it so this right. was released Thanksgiving weekend right and that is like a let's throw it out there and hope we get something you know what I mean um so I don't think that they did any favors with the placement of the date especially like in a Thanksgiving year, the, the one where the world feels the most pre-pandemic-y, yeah. right? Where uh, uh, where people aren't like, oh, we've been doing this every year, so we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner and go out to a movie. Like, people are really cherishing their time. Like, the the, the logistics of it just feel different, yeah. right? Um, but uh, it was budgeted anywhere from 100 35 million to 180 million at the box office only made 66.5 million it is projected to have cost disney 147 million 
dollars in losses when you take in marketing of the what little marketing there was and all those other things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was it's a second uh, it's the second Disney movie from Queen Nguyen that we've seen and in so many years. Uh, the first being Ryan the Last Dragon, uh, and uh, the cast is stacked. It has Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid, Gabrielle Union, Lucy Liu, and Jabuki Young White. Uh, who is uh, a comedian up and coming. His stuff is really funny. Um, and yeah, it it also has like, it, it does the thing that some of these movies do where they have these characters that you're like, who is this person? They seem like they could be interesting, but they're just like sprinkled in there for, right. for what, you know? Um, I'm like, why give them names? Um, because they don't really matter. But uh, from the jump, we should talk about something that I kind of alluded to in the first section about how they could have advertised it and pushed it this way, at least. And I don't even think it had to be like a giant viral advertising thing. It could have been something that happened more underground <clears throat> as far as they let go. And it's the fact that it's the studio's first openly LGBTQ character from Walt Disney proper. We understand that we got one in Lightyear, right, right. Uh, from the captain. But this is the first uh, main character, uh, main gay character that Disney has put out uh, in 100 years, right? Uh, which the opening of this movie saying 100 years of wonder or whatever, I thought that was actually kind of cool. Yeah. But oh, – and we kind of started to talk about this when we were talking about Luca, when we talked about Lightyear, about the way – that they're doing representation and how they just have them existing and they're not making a big deal out of it. And for my money, I thought that that was probably the most refreshing thing that they did with this is that they didn't make a big deal. It's just like, Oh yeah, this is a thing. Yeah. Right. And they moved on. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Same thing with the, um, with the interracial, um, you know, relationship, which it's just like mm-hmm. it's you know it's 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 just a thing. There are there are times TJ and especially in these movies where I feel like those are put in there and they're really like highlighted. Like look at us, look at how progressive we are and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This didn't feel like that to me. It was just kind of it was just kind of normal. It was just kind of in there, you know. Um, part of me wonders. Part of me does wonder. Um, because the unfortunate thing is that we're still not there yet where everybody is, um, let's just be real, where everyone's tolerant, right? So I wonder right. how much of them finding it. Because Lightyear, Lightyear didn't do so hot either. And it's like, you got to wonder like how many people like found out about this. Like, oh, we're not going to go see that, you know? Like, did they release Lightyear in theaters? Yeah, I can't remember. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. I could be wrong, um, but I know that. Yeah, and you know, and who knows? I mean, I honestly, I, I'm going to credit this film's. I hate to say failure, but this film's like box office, like you know, performance on what you said, man. You know what I mean? You gave the whole the the Disney history, you know, the, the sort of deep dive and stuff like that. Like, yes, all those things. It's a rough time to to release a movie around around uh, around the time that this movie came out anyway. Um but I, I I do think that there are still like some people who like find look at this stuff and they're like, we're not gonna go see this now. We're not gonna buy a ticket now. And just imagine like to be a studio and it's like you want you want to include these things, but you also want to sell tickets. 
you know? So like, what is the marketing for that stuff? like you know they can't come out and and just advertise it in the trailers like disney's for as much as they might want to who knows so yeah it's 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 interesting um but yeah i do appreciate its treatment it's an in, it's inclusion in here it's what we've been saying from the jump man this stuff it just needs to be it just it just is you know because this is the world that we live in now and whether you like it or not like this is this is the way that it is and this is this is how these movies need to portray it so um yeah and truthfully and truthfully i think that you're you're on to something in the fact that there's a contingency of diehard old Disney, like Disney old heads who are like Disney's on the woke side of the law oh, or whatever. Yeah. Right. I like, I, I read the other day that Disney made it to like one of the top woke companies and like whatever. Um, and I'm like, okay, you have that. But I think that there's a, there's a level of people who are just never going to get on the train mm-hmm. that that is like the way that Disney's moving. And we are in this weird flexion point where people are either going to um, – where people are going to either jump ship or they're going to be all on board. Oh, yeah. And there's just going to be a divide, yeah. right? Um, and But the, the thing that they're, they – I think that people are going to struggle with these people are going to struggle with is that there's no animation studio out there. Who's not including diversity, mm-hmm. at least not any of the major players. You know what right. I mean? Like, so they're going to bump against these things at some point And, but that's their own reckoning. And just so, just so that way, Lightyear did recoup its money. It was a $200 million budget and made two, to six point four million at the box office, apparently. Okay. Um, so, like, it eventually did recoup its money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just think that it is it has become harder for Disney to move without scrutiny, like the whole Little Mermaid thing. Like, you know, like there's there's going to be people upset about anything along the yeah. road, and and this felt like Bob Chapek not trying to like trying to not trying to like shake the waters too much. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So especially because he got pushed back from what he asked, how he asked light years, uh, gay kiss to be cut initially. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then people. So I think that there's a whole lot of politics inside of Disney and play in this decision, but regardless, um, uh, onto the movie. Um, <laughs> The, like I said, the voice cast is stacked. We have Jake Gyllenhaal playing our main character, whose name is Searcher Clade. Uh, badass I, 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 You think it's a badass name? I think name? the last name Clade is fucking cool. Clade. You know what I mean? Clade is cool. Was it Jaeger? And then we have... Yeah, and then his father, Dennis Quaid, plays Jaeger Clade. Mm-hmm. Uh, where basically uh, Jaeger Clade is just a famous adventurer and they come from a land of Avalonia and Jaeger Clade is like, I'm going to venture out on the other side of this mountain and basically find out what's out there and Searcher Clade as a child is going to go with him, right? Um, and then uh, we have uh, a kind of falling out, right? And this is... Very early on, this is where my I, I felt kind of middled about the movie because the early beats in the movie, the fir- the beats in the first five, ten minutes, I saw coming from a mile away, right? Mm-hmm. 
where there's this moment where they have a falling out. Jaeger and Searcher have a falling out. Basically, they're going through the mountains. Uh, uh, Searcher finds this plant that's like glowing with electricity. And keep in mind, during this time, it's all horse-drawn buggy and stuff like that, right? Um, Searcher finds this plant that looks like Brussels sprouts that's surging with electricity. Uh, he almost dies, and Jaeger's all like, oh, yeah, we just have to go to the other side of the mountain. That's where the future of Avalonia is. And Searcher's like, nah, Dad, it's probably this plant that I just found. And there's this rift, right, where Jaeger basically goes off on his own, and Searcher takes the plant back to Avalonia and makes a life for himself. And this is where we meet his family, uh, Gabrielle Union playing Meridian Clade. I thought Gabrielle Union was a fantastic in this. I thought she was funny. Um, and I thought that it was really great. And like you said, it's an interracial couple. There's no like, there's no weirdness about it. It's, it's very progressive sci-fi in that way. Uh, and then we have Jabuki Young White playing Ethan Clade. They have a dog named uh, legend mm-hmm. uh, as well who's a three-legged dog um, yes Jordan I just love the going back to uh, Gabrielle Union's character because she gets introduced by like slumping her face on his back and she's like oh, I'm so tired is there coffee or whatever and that's what I mean it's just like and bam you're right we're introduced we 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 have context of the relationship it's done in a non you know glamorous you know sound like she comes down the stairs like look at your you know what I mean? And it was just, it's just, it's just kind of, it just kind of is. And I, I thought moments like this, then they have, they have a bunch um, where it's just these natural yeah. sort of realistic portrayals. So I, they show the parents kissing. And also for people who, who this is important to, which is a lot of people, there's not a single dead parent in this movie, a Disney movie with no dead parents. Nope. I thought that was great. I was like, yeah, Grand, no dead grandparents parents. are no, probably they, dead. Grandparents are probably dead as fuck, right? Well, but, yeah, but like parents, the, the parents that we know yeah, of, yeah. Great-grandparents, they're the probably par- dead. No one's died in, like, a, a tragic incident or anything like that, right? Anson. But, like, they lead you to believe that Searcher's mom is dead, and then you later find out that she's not. Yeah. Um, uh, but... Basically, they have this uh, the the plant that they brought back is called uh, Pando, which is a really bad name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they bring back Pando, and uh, they basically learn how to harness these little Brussels sprouts for their electricity. So they've created over the the twenty five years that uh, we jump in the in the very first. 10, 15 minutes of the movie, they've created this whole civilization where these Pando plants are um, fueling the the advancements of the world. And this is when I was like, this feels very ecological. This this I was like, this feels very much reminiscent of like discovering oil for the first time. We're going to come back to that as basically what it is. But, um, and, uh, uh, we meet um, what is his name? God, uh, Ethan. Yeah. Ethan. We find out that Ethan Ethan has a, a, a crush on Daiso, who uh, and Ethan also plays this card game, right? That is called uh, something Outpost. Something Outpost doesn't matter. Which apparently it's a fully fledged card game that they made internally that you can play, and they have rules for. Oh, you can buy but, a set. What? I don't. I couldn't find where you could buy a set, but they've made the game internally. Okay. Yeah, 
I, I could see this is one of those movies that the second it came on screen, I was like, this feels like a potential extension of Animal Kingdom. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, like five years from now, I can see them opening a Strange World section. But um, either way, they're going about their doing their whole uh, daily thing. Ethan isn't sure if he wants to be a farmer like Searcher is at this point. Um <clears throat> Ethan doesn't know much about Jaeger because Jaeger hasn't been found since he left 25 years ago. Yes, Jordan. Uh, yeah, so this is the part of the movie where uh, I got ahead of the plot. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, you know, because you can either subvert expectations or satisfy them, you know, um, and it's not necessarily a, a, a ding against the movie. But um, but yeah, as far as the movie's themes and the father-son relationships, I was like, okay, I, I can kind of, I, I, I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah, I agree, right? And um, I think that I can't think of the last movie where I actually saw this idea of generational um, manhood or um, personhood um, relayed in a very succinct and fun way. And honestly, the 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 lens of sci-fi is a really great place to do that. But that doesn't stop me from feeling like there was, in general it feels like that emotional sort of thing that they're trying to do got shoehorned in places where I'm like, you could just show us this yeah, by us exploring yeah. the world. Right. And yeah, uh, and I agree. And that, that was when those moments you're talking about made even more disappointing because this film does have a really good visual language for the most part. That it's gorgeous. The, well, I'm saying like, like the way, the way that the visuals communicate like story and relationships, like mm. the introduction of, of the wife, you know, we were talking about and stuff like that. The cards, you know, him looking at the farmer card and then trading for the Explorer card tells us so much. I thought that was genius, you know, but then when the movie kind of doubles down and sort of, it's a little bit more on the nose, it makes it, it makes it pretty disappointing. And I'll say one other thing about, about Ethan's character with regards to representation and inclusion and normalizing and all this other kind of stuff, I did appreciate that it wasn't the typical, um, Oh, Ethan, Ethan, Ethan wants to be a, a farmer. It's like, it was no, in this movie, Ethan wants to be an explorer, which in the context of this film is the more masculine of the two. And kind mm-hmm. of going back to when we were talking about Ferdinand, how they had that, that subplot in that movie where it's like, just cause you're masculine automatically doesn't make you, toxic you know what i mean so sort of doing that i I found that in this movie as well i like the way you pull back from ferdinand because i think that ferdinand does say a lot about masculinity in general in a really nice way um but yeah so they have this whole thing where they're like you uh where ethan's like i wish i knew more about my grandfather um and you know uh search is basically like he was a bad dad he was a bad dad right and he's like, oh, well, you're a pretty great dad. He's like, oh, well, thanks, right? Um, all the while, we know that Ethan's kind of struggling with, like, who he is, not as, like, a person as a teenager, but, like, what does he? Ex- what are the expectations that his family has for him to step into this business, right? Um, and so the very next day, they get a giant ship in the middle of their yard, and it's Callisto, who was one of the adventurers with Jaeger and Searcher, who's come and basically been like, hey— like we were out doing an expedition and, and Pando, we found like a, a group of Pando bunches that were dying. Right. And we're trying to figure out why they're sick because this could upset the entire ecosystem that we're, that we're running. 
here, right? We, it right. would be the death of electricity. And so she's like, come with me. Searcher does a very lame rejection of the call. But yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, I can't. And she's like, you got it. And he's like, okay. Um, and so uh, they get on the ship. Of course, Ethan and uh, Legend, the dog, have snuck onto the ship. And we find this out because Meridian, the wife, is trying to chase them down and let them know this, right? And so they end up in a giant sinkhole where there are these – it's very journey to the center of the earth, right? Where these, like, pterodactyl things are attacking them. And uh, on their way to get through, they land in this beautiful world that you can see in all the previews of, like, it's like – pink and like fleshy and squishy and there's all these creatures in it searcher and legend gets separated from ethan callisto and meridian and the crash and the whole the beginning of the second act is really them trying to reunite right during that time searcher finds his dad jaeger who's been down there for 25 years uh and he's just like burning the world as he goes through right there's very much like hey i'm gonna blaze my trail in here but something keeps rebirthing and this is actually one of the things i appreciate about this movie is that it shows us what the twist is like through small observations of characters because when we get to the eventual twist i'm able to piece it all back together and be like oh this all makes sense in the context of this frame the thing that uh, i start to lament is that I don't feel like we get enough of the challenges of the world that's presented in the way that like a really great sci-fi movie often does. Right. Mm -hmm. So whenever uh, a searcher finds Jaeger, Jaeger is basically like, I tried to get out of here, but there's like a lake of acid that I can't get across. And maybe that giant flying machine that came crashing through can help us get across it. Um, Ethan runs off to try to find uh, Searcher. Uh, Searcher and Ethan and Jaeger all kind of coalesce, and they're like, oh, hey, yeah, we found each other. I have a grandchild, like all that stuff, right? And there are some really beautiful chase sequences in this movie. I could already see the ride in my head for for this. Um, But again, there are moments where the character building happens really well in interaction with the world. And then there are moments where it feels very like hand fisted to us where Mm -hmm. they're like, look, it's a father son relationship being paralleled father son relationship being paralleled. And those are the times where like, I felt like it did itself a disservice. Um, um, They're rescued. They basically have this whole thing where they're like, we have to find the heart of Pando. You find out that Pando is actually a connected root system with one main core, and they're trying to chase it, trace it back. Um, we we meet our Disney cute character, which is Splat, which is uh, um, a, a a scout for these things called Reapers. Jordan, you're shaking your head. Why do you hate Splat? I just couldn't figure this fucking thing out, you know? (laughs) I don't know if that makes me a bigot. Why would it make you a bigot? (laughs) Because I I was like, I don't like it. I I I don't like it. I can't, I don't understand it. I don't like it, you know? But it's, it's not like that. I was just like, 
there's there you're right it's the it's the quintessential disney's gotta have it because we gotta sell toys and shit like that um but i don't know dude I, I i couldn't i couldn't figure it out and i appreciated the creature design in this movie but i think it could have been a little bit more varied and i know that might that might you know counter what I just said about not being able to figure it out, but I just felt that everything was kind of this like I don't know, like weird center mass with like these weird appendages coming out. I don't know. I just I I'm torn. Yeah. You know, I feel you and I think that it goes to my my gripe about like the times when they lean into the sci-fi elements of like this is a weird weird world they have to learn how to manipulate to survive those are the times where i think the movie really shines right right but then we get this montage of them traveling basically where um we we see glimpses of all these weird elements of this world right but we don't know how they interact we don't know how they function and then we are given a line later about like, this is what all this meant. And I was like, nah, did it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's just weird to me. Uh, regardless. Uh, Ethan Yeager and searcher are basically trying to figure out like who they are to each other throughout this movie. Right. And there comes a point where searcher Yeager sit down with Ethan to play his favorite card game, which I wish I could fucking remember the name of it, but I can't, it's going to bug me. Um, but basically, uh, searcher and Yeager are both trying to defeat the thing that's happening in nature. Right. They're trying to conquer it. And Ethan's like, no, it's not about that. It's about, learning to live in harmony with it. It's about learning to uh, use it to your benefit and uh, everything like that. Right. And uh, that is again, another one of those moments where I felt like the theme was, uh, was heavy handed. Right. Right. Um, But I also think that the, the movie struggled with this idea of like, what is this movie about? Is it about, is it an ecological movie or is it a movie about father-son relationships? Primal Outpost. Thank you, Jordan, for looking that up. They're playing Primal Outpost. Um, but like, it, it, that's when I was like, okay, this feels like a shift in the narrative of, of it being about how do we save the planet as opposed to how do we save these relationships? Did, was I the, was I alone in feeling like there was like a tension there or did you feel that as well? Or Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the focus of the movie kind of split um, around this time. And I also felt the part that you're going to get to kind of came out of like nowhere to me, you know? Um, and I'll, I'll elaborate when you get to it. Um, but yeah, I was, this is where the movies like the other, the, uh, this movie has two heads. Yeah. One head being the father son thing, which was done great, I think. And then the other head being this sort of environmentally conscious, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, which again is viable, but it's like when those, when two equally viable things are trying to share space in a family movie that is already kind of, you know, limited in in runtime and stuff like that it kind of it kind of makes for a jumbled mess yeah um you know i i i agree i agree and the 
I think the real struggle for me became that the, I think the father-son stuff was done well, but I found myself caring more about the, the ecological aspect of it because that's the thing that had stronger stakes, right? Because like through this movie, they're talking about this idea of legacy. What's our legacy? Legacy, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, you dropped, did you drop it? Is it okay? It's good. Okay. You dropped it. Yeah. Don't drop, don't break the Astros photo now. I'm not going to break it, which, by the way, remind me, because it came with a QR code for a phone background. I'm going to send you the phone background. I want that. Um, And so, like, the the ecological stuff became more and more and more crucial and pertinent to me, while the father-son stuff, again, if they had been able to just interact with the environment more, I think would have become more alive. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they could have done the thing where it's like it's father son because there's only so much father son stuff you can put in there. You know what I mean? Right. Like before the audience is like, all right, we fucking get it. So it very yeah. well, it could have dovetailed a little bit where it's like, okay, we're going, we you know, we're doing the father son stuff, and then and then we're we're kind of segueing into kind of blending it and transitioning a little bit more smoother into the environmental stuff. But I think in order for that to be successful, the environmental stuff needed to play a bigger role in the beginning parts of the movie just yeah. to make it more cohesive. And that's what I'm talking about, where it just kind of like showed up and it's like, wait, what? You know? So yeah, um, there's a lack of balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, cause it could, it even, it even could have been a line where it's like in the very beginning of the movie, whenever search, when searcher first discovers those green things, if the dad was, and I can't remember anything that, that, that he said, but if the dad was like, we should leave this stuff alone. You know what I mean? Like, we're not here for this. Leave this alone, you know, and maybe reinforcing some of some of that idea. And then Searcher can be like, no, I'm taking it, you know. And then turns out dad was kind of right, you know. And I get mm-hmm. that that's kind of what happens plot wise. Dad is like, we're not here for this. But I think reinforcing that scene that first sort of break apart scene in the beginning a little bit more to sort of have like tips of the hat to uh, the environmental stuff that's going to come out. But yeah, because that first scene is more about them, not about Jaeger, not asking searcher what he really wants in life. Right. That's it's, it's right. not about the plant, right? right? The plant is like a thing that brings it out, but there's something about like, if Jaeger could reinforce, like you don't know what this will do. Like yeah. stop, yeah. like, yeah. you know, something like that. Regardless. Um, so they're on their way. Uh, Ethan kind of blows up at them. Um, they, uh, Searcher and Jaeger kind of have a moment over, like, together where they kind of bond, right? And they're starting to get in connection with each other after they help save the ship from uh, some Reapers, these these creatures, right? Um, and, and then... Uh, and then the, everything seems to kind of be working out. They're finding the Pando. They're, they're, they're realizing that's getting stronger as they get towards the heart of it. Right. Um, and then they realize that the Pando on the surface isn't necessarily being infected. The electrical current is being pulled through to help fight off all the beasts that are attacking it, right? Splat tries to warn Ethan, like, hey, whatever you think it is, it's not what it is, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, so they're like, cool, we're just going to crop dust all these creatures off the Pando, uh, and it's going to be great, and we'll be fine, and life will be great. 
but Ethan's all like, I don't know. I, I don't want to hurt these creatures, which is this was the weirdest, most like out of left field change for a character to me, because there's been no indication throughout the whole entire movie that Ethan doesn't want to hurt these creatures. Right. He hasn't right. killed any of them, but there's been no indication that he doesn't want anyone else to harm them. And I struggled with that change because I felt so on a dime. But at the but basically he's all like, hey, I don't want to kill these creatures. Searcher's like, bro, you're a farmer. And he's like, I'm not a farmer. What if I want to be explorer? And then all the work that Searcher and Jaeger did, like, regresses because he's like, what'd you say to my son? You know what? You're a terrible dad. Don't listen to him. You don't want to be like him. Jaeger goes off, all this other stuff, right? And then Searcher and Ethan get on a skiff. And they're having an argument, and they float to what is the other side of the mountain pass, which is what Jaeger was searching for his whole life. And they come in contact with a giant eyeball. The giant eyeball of a giant creature, and you're shaking your head. What? <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy, dude. This movie is, this movie is fucking bananas. Yeah, and yeah, and so you find out. Then they have the realization: oh, we've been inside of something. We live on top of something. Uh, the thing, like the pando, the thing that's attacking isn't the core; it's the heart of this creature. We need to stop the crew from destroying the heart of this creature, right? All these things ensue. Uh, Searcher and Ethan are all like, "Everybody, it's a heart." Fucking stop. And they're like, bruh, you're crazy. And Jaeger's like, you don't know what the fuck you saw. I'm going to go see it, right? So he's leaving. Uh, the family gets uh, a captive. Yes, Jordan. Oh, sorry. You were about to say it. The family gets, the family gets captive. No, 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 no. Say it. Say it. I like this turn with Callisto. I like how Callisto yeah. kind of becomes a little bit of a villain here. Um, and I appreciate that. Yeah, Callisto's very much like we came here to save Pando. I don't give I don't give a fuck what you saw, right? This is what it is, right? Um, and so they have to do like a little comedy bit to break out. And here's the thing: the bit itself is not funny. They're trying to get Legend the dog to open the the door that they're like shoved in, right? But you know what is funny? If you listen to Gabrielle Union's voice lines over this, this shit was hilarious. She's like, who's mama's boy? Who's mama's baby? <laughs> and it was like the voice acting really carries this bit. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll there's supposed though, to be a me, me. Oh, sorry, what? No, I was going to say there was a bit with Splat where he comes out of the door and like yeah. like he could open the door the whole time. But, but were you going to say naming a dog legend? Naming, na- naming a three-legged dog legend just seems cruel to me. <laughs> No, what are the first what are the first three letters? Let oh they did him dirty. Mm-hmm. They did him dirty. Mm-hmm. That dog was Here's the thing about that dog though. He was happy. He was like, I don't give a fuck what's happening. He was happy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They didn't animate him concerned once. <laughs> nope. Um and so basically they're like, look, uh, they take over the ship. Uh, Searcher and Ethan um, try to get all the creatures to go into like the Pando because they figure out that the creatures who have been attacking them have been attacking them because they are basically the uh, immune system of the creature. Right. And that's when you start to piece everything together. But they're like the Windy Valley we were in. Those are the lungs. And I'm like, what fucking Windy Valley? 
right? That thing that we montage through. They're like, this is this was this, this was this. And now this was the the moment where I was like, give me more of the world then. Show me yeah. you fighting through the Windy Valley. Show me you like show me mm-hmm. you interacting these different parts of the body and how and how the dysfunctional relationship that y'all have either helps or hinders, right? As opposed to just telling me this was this, this was this, this was this, right? And not showing me. That's where I that's that's my biggest gripe of the movie. Right. Yep. And so regardless, they save uh they get rid of the pando, uh, which we find is a disease, and they think that the creature's dead because the heart's not beating. But the these giant like land walkers who have trees on top of them shake off these little orange dudes who revitalize everything as they touch it, right? So the land comes back alive, uh, and they go to the other side of the mountain, which half of the crew is watching the giant eyeball that's looking back at them, right? Of the of the creature, which it's a turtle, like it's a land turtle, uh, and then. The uh, Jaeger and Searcher have a moment that's joined by Ethan, which is joined by Meridian and Callisto, uh, and, and it fades out and goes one year later, and they jump into the future a year. Uh, uh, Ethan has gone off, and he is with his bow, right? He got his man, uh, Daiso. They are uh, going into the strange world to, like, pull resources. Uh, the people have gotten off of uh, Pando as an electric source and has started using wind energy. Hint, hint, wink, wink. The, like, the dependency on oil is gone. It's not destroying the earth anymore. Um, and they're like, oh, things have changed, but they're still the same. Uh, but, you know, we're getting better. Uh, Jaeger goes and talks to his wife, who is remarried because she thought he was dead. Uh, and uh, Jaeger and Searcher's relationship has improved, and that's basically the end of the movie. And, you know, I left thinking, and this is not an insult, and I'm trying not to make it an insult. This is a daycare movie. This is a contemporary daycare movie. Yep. And And I like that, because I feel like you know, we had Fern Gully. We had uh, this is like a contemporary Fern Gully in a way, mm-hmm. where we we can understand the messages and see the messages that they're implanting further down the line. But and the fact that it's on streaming means that it can absolutely be accessed. I I agree with you what you said earlier in the first segment that this will find a new life in streaming. Yeah, because it's a solid sci-fi movie. Yeah. It's something different, you know, but I agree. Like, it's one of those movies where it starts with a bang and it ends like like a fart down a hallway. You know, just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, oh, okay. You know, like, that's that's it. Um, but I did, I did enjoy uh, my time with it. Um, I did enjoy my time with it. It's like, uh, what is it, like an hour and 47 minutes or something like that? Something like that, yeah. So, you know, the runtime is is pretty inoffensive. Um, And the animation, I will say this, though. The opening animation with them in that, like, pulp kind of comic. It's 
so good. Dude, it was so clean that like when it when it stopped being that, I was like, oh man, like I'm not sitting like I'm not knocking the animation, you know what I mean? Because I think I think it's a gorgeous movie. But I think, especially after stuff like Spider-Verse and, and things like that, it's like I'm I'm craving like more unique approaches to animation. Now it's like I feel everything's mm. kind of interchangeable, especially with Disney. Let's be real. Like, yeah, they might be like, you know, King of the Hill at the moment, but it's like all their stuff kind of looks the same um to me. And 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 it's like maybe try to vary it up a little bit from time to time. I did like all that kind of stuff. And I liked how they did the classic sort of closing of the book, but it's one of those comics and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, are we, are we ranking now? I, I mean, I want to, I want to touch on that in the fact okay. that I think that we are falling, we are reaching a point in the animation landscape where there's three distinct um, realms, right? Like Disney animation has to make itself different than Pixar animation. Right. Right. But Pixar continuously from movie to movie is changing styles. Right. Yeah. Like we understand that. But Pixar animation still has like a Pixar sort of feel to it. Disney animation is like, cool. We are living in the world of Tangled and Frozen and and uh, Ryan. Like there's a certain roundness to it. You know what I mean? And then I think that Sony and by proximity, I, I'm sure we're going to see this in DreamWorks coming up pretty soon. Well, we saw it in DreamWorks with bad guys, right? Yeah. Where they are like, okay, how can we be more 2D cartoony? Like mm-hmm. um, uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines, right? Had right. that 2D cell shaded element. Spider Verse, 2D cell shaded element. Uh, 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 element. Um, bad guys still had that like. Saturday morning cartoon or Sunday comic sort of feel to it, right? And I find that we we are getting to the point where movies who try to mimic the Disney look fall flat on their face. Lucky or luck, whatever that fucking movie is called. <laughs> Don't even remember your name, bitch. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and then followed up by. Pixar movies, I, I th- Pixar is the darling of the animation world, mm-hmm. and the fact that they just don't, like, their storytelling is really adult. Pixar is uh, for adults now. Let's be honest. Yeah. They, Pixar yeah. hasn't put out a kids, a straight kids movie in a no. minute. We went and saw that uh, the new Puss in Boots, which also uh, has that animation style similar to Bad Guys and uh, Spider-Verse. Also a really fucking good movie. But, yeah, there was a trailer for that elemental or whatever it is yeah and like not a damn kid like no they're, they're like well, what you know like so i agree pixar makes movies for adults now yeah um which is fine right yeah. we just have to it's like for it's for teens and adults and that's what it is right and i think that the distinction is try is starting to be made in the house of mouse about these things but like you said it's the animation style and the fact that this movie took a chance on this 2D animation style in the middle of this movie because it was true 2D animation um, from yeah. from what I read. And that is something that we haven't seen from them in a minute. We've seen traces of it. We saw some traces of 2D animation inside of Moana. Um, we saw some 2D animation in this film. We see it popping up from time to time. 
I I I personally want a two D animation uh, Disney film again because I, I think that that's what's going to again start to pull them away from this this super bunched pack of computer animated films. Yeah. Well, and bro, those those hold up always. Go back and watch these old fucking Disney movies from like the sixties and shit. It's like it still holds up, you know. It does. It does. And so I I'm. I'm with you that this film, while gorgeous, it it feels it just feels so Disney. It's almost mm-hmm. like, eh, okay. But your rating, what's your rating, Jordan? This is like a six and a half, seven out of ten for me. Um, you know, I'm gonna give. I'll settle on one. I'm gonna go six and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of start. I'm gonna kind of start the season off with like, you know. Kind of like a, uh, I don't want to go too high. You know what I mean with it. Um, yeah, six and a half. I think um, it's enjoyable. You know, it kind of it it doesn't necessarily fall apart. It just kind of starts to unravel a bit um, mm. towards the end there. Um, and yeah, I just think you know, for a movie called Strange World, I'm just gonna say it. The world wasn't strange enough for me. Um, and it has some narrative narrative issues, but um, overall, I think it's an enjoyable experience. Um, you know, props for its uh, uh, representation and inclusion uh, here, which I think is is um, hopefully we see more of it, and hopefully we see more of it handled in the way that this movie handles it, um, or at least, or sorry, depicts it, I guess, in the way this movie depicts it. Uh, but yeah, six and a half for me. It's a good time. I'll probably never watch it again. Um, but if it's on, um, I'll be like, okay, cool. This movie, it's one of those, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm I, I'm with you. I'm giving it, uh, I'm giving it a seven. I think that where it shines is in its sci-fi world. Right. But I also believe that we just don't get enough of that sci-fi world. Right. Um, I I just want more of the sci-fi world. And because of that, I struggle to 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 rank it higher um if for anything because I think that there is a really solid um uh father son story here and the idea of generations and all those other things but I struggle with the way that it is sometimes shoehorned when it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it needs to be right right but uh, still, solid movie. Um, seven. I think that it is. Uh, I you know if I'm looking at the the legacy of Kui as I'm calling it now between Ryan the Last Dragon and Strange World, I think Strange World is more uh, is uh, a better movie. I think it's a better film. Oh, one hundred percent. So that's where I'm at. Hey, Jordan. Yeah. We just did it. We our first, did. our first movie of season four. Number four, number four in this piece. Three, number four. four. Yep. yep. And and here we are. And you know, and here all of you are. We want to thank you so much for continuing to listen to us and making us a part of your week as you uh, listen to us wax poetic about the things that we love. Ooh. We are. I, we're making a vow right now. We're going to be better about our social media. We understand we, we were slacking. We started slacking. 
We started slacking in the middle last year. We came out like gangbusters, and we're like, yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to be better about it. There's a lot of things that are going to happen, right? The first thing that's happening is that we are still running our contest. If you're listening to this before January 20th, 2023, we're still running our contest to come up with a new name for our PG-13 segment that's going to be introduced into this year. Uh, because we understand that your families are growing, your children are growing older. We've been doing this for four years, right? If you started when your child was nine, your child's now twelve. They're like, we don't want to, we don't care about that bullshit. We want yeah. that new, new. We want that grown up shit, right? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna, we're gonna help you out. We're gonna lend our view towards those movies, and we want you to help name what those episodes are going to be called. Remember, on the line are two. Count them two. Custom, stay crispy, pine glasses and or wine glasses, right? But the only way you can enter is by emailing us at grownmenwks at gmail.com with your name suggestion, right? So that way we know it came from you. Don't be texting me. Don't be hitting us up on the Instagram. Don't be hitting us up on the Facebook, although I absolutely do those things. But that's not where we're getting the con. That's not where we're running the contest. It's in the email. Shit. Shit. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we continue to grow because of individuals like you. So we hope that you will give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Five stars, excellent. Four stars, great. Three stars are below. We're just going to throw you into a giant sinkhole that leads into the inside of a fucking earth turtle. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> that's what I got. Um We want you to, as you are embarking on your new year, continue to take care of each other. Stay safe out there. Stay crispy. Stay crispy, y'all. And we will catch y'all next time. Jordan. Yeah. If there's any giant animal you can end up inside of, what would it be? Ooh. um, I'm so so glad you asked me this. Uh, Either uh, like a platypus. Um, it would be kind of platypus. Cool. Yeah, a platypus. Just because I don't under. I just just to, just to be like, hey, I was in a giant platypus. Um, a, a a moose would be neat. Also, like a giant moose. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a deer. Like a deer is my favorite animal, and like a moose is the most like staggy deer there is. So I it's didn't like, know. I didn't know a deer was your favorite animal. I like deer a lot. Yeah, I like deer. Um, or stags oh. or whatever, you know, things like that. I like to um, eat them. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I know they're really good, but they're also, I don't know, they're, they're pretty and they're majestic and everything. Um, and then, um, you know, probably like a, uh, like a lizard, um, a spider be cool to be inside of a giant But you just spider. want to be inside of animals. That's all this is. Well, come on. We're going to get flagged now. You need to, you, you need to like. <laughs> <I> need... <laughs> ah! <laughs> Our first no. day back. It's our first day back. Let's chill out. Uh, but yeah, what about you? Look, you got the ASPCA on our ass right now. Look at you. <laughs> it's your dumbass question. My oh, and my what? <laughs> and my what? No, nah, it was your question. Now you <clears throat> said what you said. Uh, yeah, it wasn't Listen. a dumbass question. I'm saying if we get in trouble, understand any situation where if we get in trouble i'll be like it was his dumbass idea even if i thought it was a good idea in the beginning wow no i do now shit i have to to separate dude i'm telling you you know follow me for more for more advice 
Like anytime you want to, like, I ain't answering your damn question. I'm not. I'm not answering the question no more. Anytime you want to alleviate responsibility, the other thing was always, oh, it's his dumbass thing. His dumb, and they're like, okay, you have nothing to do with it. We got recordings. We got. (laughs) You go. You hear this, people? You go alter the tapes in 2023. That's what you're gonna be. I'm just saying, like, in a practical real life example. Okay, Nixon. I want to know. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> when I tell you, I thought you were about to call me something else. Because <laughs> you leaned in, you're like, okay. And I was like, what? You know? <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> Grown Men Watch Kid Shit is a Moon Street Media podcast. Intro and outro music was created by MPC. Want to find us online? Check out our social media links in the show notes. <laughs>